Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media people. Somehow. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> uh, we bring you Locked on Clippers. When when do we bring it to you, Chuck? Monday through Friday. It comes out 7 a.m. on your favorite platforms. Ooh. But it's there all day, so you don't have you don't have to get up early. But you can. <laughs> yeah, if you want you to. Should. Uh, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with... A hopeful slump buster for the Clippers. Yeah, this two game, uh, this two game drought we're in. Uh, we're gonna take on the Timberwolves. We're gonna get, go into what we need to do well in that one, as well as what could go wrong. Give you a couple of key matchups to look out for, and then it's what you say Wednesday. Every single Tuesday, we put out a poll on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. We want to know what you think. This one. We wanted to know what you are most concerned about. It was contentious. Through, t- <laughs> through 25 games of the Clippers season so far. Uh, can't wait to get into that one. And then in shavings, we, we, we have kind of a deep dig uh, on PG's bone edema. Yeah, I got what, our stethoscopes on for this one. <laughs> what that timeline could look like. Uh, I mean... Pretty chill. I was going to say, spoiler alert, it's not as bad as I had originally thought. For sure. Uh, So can't wait to bring you that news as well. Uh, But before we get into it, Chuck, who brought this show to us? Well, we got to talk about CBDMD. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get it started. We're talking Clippers versus Timberwolves. Yes. Looking at the injury report, uh, in good news, Pat Bev has been upgraded to questionable. Yes. Uh, PG still out. Didn't travel with the team, which we're gonna, you know, so he's he's out for this game and for the Bulls game as well. So he's resting up, which is fine. Um, Timberwolves also Carl- a little shorthanded. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns is doubtful due to health and safety protocols. Hasp, as I'm now calling it. D'Angelo Russell is labeled questionable. And Jarrett Culver has already been ruled out. So the Wolves are 6-18. and 18. They're sitting 15th in the West. We can get this win done. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hopefully. So let's get into what we need to do well. I'm, I'm going to kick things off. Basically, we need contributions all across the team, I think is the biggest sure. thing. Ty Lu has been emphasizing this idea that it's sort of by committee how we're going to make up for the scoring loss in PG's absence. Uh, some have been doing this really well. Lou Will, <laughs> Lou Will is averaging 18-plus over his last, I think, three games. And he played well against the Timberwolves last time. That's too. true. Yeah, yeah. Had, a, had a season high, I believe. 21 or something like that? Uh, and would love to see kind of some early sets for Kennard, similar okay. to what we did in that Boston game. Yeah, there get him just, going. There was, yeah, there was a concerted effort uh, to get him going. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was super – I think that it was really super important – uh, another big kind of question mark is if Zoo is going to be able to continue his streak of good play. Uh, he's had like five double-doubles in his last 11 games. Mm-hmm. He should with Carl Anthony Towns being doubtful. 
Yes. Let's yeah. hope so. Yeah, I think on Naz Reed, that's a good lineup. Uh, that's a good matchup for him or Surge. Yeah. Um, what else do you think we need to do well in order to get this dub? So the Timberwolves give opponents a lot of two-point attempts. They allow a league-worst 59 two-point attempts um, from their opponents, and they allow their opponents to shoot 53% on them, which is league average. In a very weird stat, the Timberwolves allow their opponents just 31 three-point attempts, which is best in the league okay in terms of um you know amount but i think that's because teams are just killing them on the inside you know what i mean so it's like if the inside is there you just take it so that's what i'm hoping the clippers do i'm not saying they need to pass up threes for twos or anything like that but if the extra pass doesn't even need to be made i don't see a reason to complicate things i'm not saying stop moving the ball and do iso but we've seen some times where there's some great extra passes made so we can get an open three or something like that but against this mavs team we might not have to do that as much if the paint is as open as it seems to be against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that would be great. That would be great. Another thing to look for is we need to create second chance opportunities, uh, especially if shots aren't falling early. The Timberwolves are a top 10 team in offensive rebounding themselves. Uh, so they do get a lot of second chance opportunities. However, last game, uh, we really kind of exploited the margins on this kind of stat. We beat them in second chance points, 19 to eight. Wow. They, the Timberwolves are giving up, uh, a bottom three, uh, bottom three being the most amount of offensive (laughs) rebound opportunities to their opponents. Uh, so once again, if the shots aren't falling, um, it, it's going to be important to create extra looks at the basket. They're giving opponents somewhere around, I, b- I believe it's just over 10 per game. Wow. Uh, which, as I said, is, is bottom three in the in the NBA. In terms of what could go wrong, this game is a prime candidate for a bad shooting team gets hot against the Clippers situation. Okay. Uh, this is more of an ethereal what could go wrong. The Timberwolves shoot just 44% from the field, which is 28th in the league. But they attempt the fifth most field goals. So they if if they get hot, there's a chance we get out-volumed. We're 28th in field goal attempts, which doesn't really matter right now due to the crazy efficiency. But if for some reason we have to play catch-up in this one against like the ninth in pace Timberwolves, this will be a frustrating game. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And just tying into that, like you said, uh, they play with great pace. And if we come out with the sluggish effort, uh, a, a slumping team is going to get the better of us. With great pace comes great responsibility. You know what I'm hey. talking about? Uh, <laughs> thanks, Uncle Ben. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're faster. Yeah. Uh, and they have been struggling to convert from, like, basically everywhere. I think they're bottom, <laughs> I think they're bottom three in three-point percentage. I think they're bottom three in the league in shots within 10. I mean, their feet. offensive rating is, like, 27th, 28th or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So they have been struggling, but... If you know if the defense isn't getting out in front of them, it's pretty easy to uh, get some <laughs> baskets. Yeah. So it, we need to come out with that sort of intensity. Um, another thing that could go wrong is, I, honestly, we're just too short-handed. Uh, wow. Okay. It took 26 and 27 from Luca and KP to narrowly beat the Wolves for the Mavs. Uh, in their last game, and they even got solid con- contributions from some other guys as well. I believe Josh Richardson had 18 points. This goes Art- to our defense too. I think this is such a good thing too. Of like, look, the defense. If the defense shows up, we're probably going to be okay in this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that can float us, but we are missing our two biggest <laughs> defensive yeah, pieces. For sure. Uh, maybe we'll see Pat Bev. 
But our margins are just very narrow. Uh, so what are some key matchups to look out for in this one? Talk to me about this Anthony Edwards stat. Okay, this so, is pretty crazy. So Anthony Edwards, uh, not the most efficient player, uh, definitely having his ups and downs, but he is third in scoring in the NBA in ISO possessions uh, in terms of points per possession. Wow. So we can't let him go. Jason Tatum on our asses. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm guessing that this is going to be Kawhi's assignment. Uh, and, you know, he Anthony Edwards did not have a great showing. He was, I think, second worst in plus minus for the Timberwolves yeah. in that loss. He had about 12 <laughs> points. Uh, but still, this is a guy who could go off. Um, and yeah, certainly, certainly in one-on-one scenarios, <laughs> it seems uh, pretty good. <laughs> he seems pretty good. Uh, key matchups in this one, Kawhi versus whoever is in front of him. So last time we played the Wolves, we were without Kawhi. Um, this time we're down PG. So this is a great spot for Kawhi to kind of impose his will. When we didn't have Kawhi Leonard, they put Jarrett Culver on Paul George, who held him to 16% shooting from the field, which is phenomenal. But Jarrett Culver's out. So... I'm not entirely, and Carl Hansen is doubtful. I have no idea who's going to be able to guard Kawhi on the Timberwolves. Yeah, for definitely. the whole damn game. Definitely, definitely. Defensively, it will be a struggle for them. I think the big thing is <laughs> what uh, it's sort of Clippers versus overreactions. If we are to lose this game, yeah, I mean, this is this is just a game that needs to be uh, won. It's and I don't want to say it's an easy game. That's not how these things work because it is the NBA. And anyone can get it on any night, as we've seen. But this is a game where if we lose, it might be a little, hmm, you know what I mean? Not like just, uh, what's going on over here? But I don't know. Well, I, I hope we get the win. That'd be great. I think we will. That'd be great. Uh, coming up next, we're going to do some What You Say Wednesday. Oh, yeah. But first, I got to tell you, this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, in Style Magazine, or Forbes, which we all read daily, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. So if you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. All right. We're diamond ringed up. Uh, I have so many iconic rings on me right now. We're doing What You Say Wednesday. This is an Updike special this week, uh, which is good. Most of mine are too, way too one-sided. It's like, is Kawhi Leonard good at basketball? Um, the question was, the Clippers are 25 games in. What concerns you most about the team up to this point? We had 610 votes for this one. It's one of our highest voted ones. We appreciate everyone who voted. Um, Would have appreciated 56 more. Come on! <laughs> the, uh, the options were pick and roll defense, Pat Bev availability, clutch time decisions, and roster construction. The winner was... Pat Bev availability with 44.3% of the votes. 
Second place was clutch time decisions with 32.3%. Pick and roll defense third at 15.6%. And then roster construction at just under 8%. Also receiving a ton of votes, Paul George's toe and health overall. There was a conscious decision to not put health overall because that's something that kind of every team worries about. So we kind of went specific with it. No team is saying our least concern is, is health. health. Yeah. So PG's toe, I think, is a very fair one to get a bunch of votes for. But we have some good news on that, which we will cover yes. in the third segment. Were you surprised at how this vote shook out? Because I feel like your vote is probably for Pat availability. So it definitely is. Um, I was surprised that that many people kind of were on the same page as me. Uh, I'm actually surprised. Don't with- usually happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little out there. I'm not like the other girls. Uh, <laughs> so I think the most surprising to me was the very low percentage of people who were concerned about the roster construction. Everyone's yelling about trades all the time. Well, that's the <laughs> thing. That, like that's what surprised me. I I would agree with people that that's the thing I'm like the least concerned about. Um, but yeah, just given all the chatter, I was a little bit surprised by that. Pick and roll defense. I can understand it kind of being third up there. Look, we're we're trying we we're trying to run we're, a try. <laughs> we're trying to run a system where we're giving teams low percentage shots. Yeah. Uh, you know, and certainly some teams have been able to exploit us on that. Uh, those are very good teams. Yeah. Uh, and you know, their offenses are kind of tailored. Yeah. Uh, for to, the pick and roll to succeed in the in, in those sort of situations and those sort of floater kind of uh, mid rangey type shots, but uh, it is something that I do think will be fi- like fixed. I'm not super concerned about it. I think yeah. Because uh, we've seen the team switch. Now they're not switching. Like Tyloo is trying stuff. Great article on two and three hoops about this. Absolutely, you definitely <laughs> need to read that. Uh, it Cole, is so good, dude. Um, uh, Cole, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his on. We can just look it up right on now the last on name. But um, uh, two and three hoops did an excellent article. Cole covered. Huff. Cole Huff. Shout out to uh, Cole Huff. Shout out Cole. Learned a lot from that article. Yes, he did an excellent job, sort of breaking down how drop pick and roll coverage works, uh, its advantages, its disadvantages. So definitely check that out. Um, Clutch time decision making. I think that's a fresh wound one. Yeah. I think we asked it after there was some really bad clutch time decision making, and it's just kind of fresh in people's minds. That's fair. We have also struggled. (laughs) Yes. That's not to say that they weren't good. (laughs) So I'm in agreement that it's. I actually. This would maybe be below the pick and roll defense for me in terms of concerns. Um, I think it'll get there. I think the thing that is really concerning is to the eye test, we're just falling into familiar patterns, um, which isn't good. It's getting stagnant. Joey Mezzatesta said basically the exact same thing on Twitter. Uh, He said, seeing some of the same ISO size stagnant offense in late game situations that we saw in the bubble, which is concerning. Uh, Just say things are getting too tight and stagnant. And that's exactly what we've been seeing. You know, we've got seen kind of guys for shots. So I think clutch time decision, I still think that's probably third for me too. Um, Clipper Spencer had a really good note that the Pat Bev availability option really affects, you know, the pick and roll defense and the clutch time decision making. I love so this. The, pa- the Pat Bev, like that's such a good point. Um, because yeah. the Pat Bev availability is a concern. And then people are also arguing that roster construction, uh, black sub zero 24 was saying roster construction kind of goes hand in hand with the Pat Bev availability too. Knowing that he's hurt all the time, which Agreed. is a really good point. Agreed. Um, that's a fantastic point by him. I just don't understand the moves to be made. Like the roster is so kind of, I don't want to say stuck because that has a really negative connotation, but with the way things are structured, it's hard to make moves to get a, you know, someone who could fit 
because they're not playing in the playoffs, I don't think, for what we would trade out, you know? So, like, but I, I think path availability, I think that's my top option, too. Yes. Um, look, the thing is about the path Bev availability, this has been concerning me more and more. Um, he has been upgraded to questionable, which yeah. is good. But he's missed over a third of our games. He's missed nine of 25 games. Uh, and this is not a new thing for Patrick Beverly. Yes. Uh, certainly. And last year, look, uh, I did think that he was able to make some contributions in that Denver series. He was still not at the level of play that I think he can be. Yeah, he was hurt. And he is such a huge impact player that I think it's one of those things where if you don't follow the Clippers super closely, maybe you don't realize. You definitely don't. <laughs> how much of the system is like it truly is not reliant, but close he's a to big linchpin in the system. He's an yes. important piece of the offense. Yes. That because of his reputation, casual Clippers observers even media outlets will will be like pat bev is no sharpshooter okay the guy's a fucking 40 percent yeah like it makes no sense so i think that's a big part of it too all of these are and like pg's toe like that's pretty concerning but we're going to try and quell some of those in the next segment the, um, the reason i didn't put pg's toe was because the man played in the playoffs with two fucking torn labrums <laughs> uh i think he'll be all right with a sore toe let's hope so uh but no there's some good there's some good uh back and forth in the comments of this one too love it's a good love one it. love, love it. to thanks. hear what you all think thanks love the discourse yeah oh yeah we, we're all about discourse on this show uh thanks everyone who voted you can look out for that uh on tuesdays on twitter um yeah coming up we're going to be doing a a breakdown of a video that got sent to us by a listener at Yeti Moose about uh, Paul George's toe, bone in his toe situation. But first, we have to give a shout out to betonline.ag. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And it, it's not even just sports. Bet Online has awards, TV shows, and reality TV. I'm going to try and find a parlay for every single Oscar. And if I get every single Oscar right, I bet that payout's pretty sweet. <laughs> I've been watching past episodes of America's ne Next Top Model. If I, if <laughs> Trying I, to find some patterns. <laughs> uh, if you have any America's Next Top Model betting advice, uh, send it to us because at betonline.ag, you, you, they have props on pretty much anything you can imagine. Uh, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings, and basically this this segment is going to be dedicated to the bone edema timeline yes. for Paul George. Yeah, again, shout out to Twitter user at Yeti Moose sent us a great video uh, by Celine Parek, um, doctor, excuse me, um, Parek, um, describing kind of what to expect from the initial diagnosis. Andrew Greif reported it. So based on this, because there weren't a lot of specifics before today, it's a bone in his toe on his right foot, which I might be reading too far into but there's a lot of bones in your foot so the fact that it's only one bone is good mm -hmm. right um so there's a couple options for recovery timelines based on the information we have now the video was great because it made a very toe versus foot distinction okay because like we saw some reports like oh he has a bone edema in his foot and you're like well that seems yeah foot, terrifying foot was the original <laughs> yeah. report i believe but now if we're going off the bone in a toe in his foot um, that's not as bad. If it's in the top of his foot where there's like, you know, like the arch on your foot where it goes side to side and kind of front to back, mm -hmm. that's a few weeks. That's kind of resting. Uh, that's resting the bones in a hard soled shoe or boot to get them to calm down. So that's a walking boot scenario. Gotcha. Which would freak all of us out. 
not as serious as it seems like, but it would freak you out to see I mean, Paul if it's George. It's only in for a couple of weeks. Um, if it's the first through fourth metatarsal, which is kind of like the bones in the top of your foot yeah. for each of your toes, that's you know that's pain and swelling. That's like one to four weeks. Okay. Um, pretty manageable. If it's the fifth metatarsal, that's where it gets a little dicey. That's, that's the outside of the foot. Yeah, the most outside part of your foot. That could require surgery if that's what bone it is. However, based on what we heard today from Ty Lu, that doesn't seem like that's what the it is. Seems, yeah. They would know that pretty quickly. Yes. Um, and then toes, way less of a concern. Uh, more of a day-to-day scenario, kind of shoe mods. You give him a big, goofy-looking shoe. Love it. So his t- toe has room. But if it's sudden pain in his big toe from the bone edema, it's similar to gout, which is still, you know, a week or so of absence. Okay. So most of these timelines... Man, I hope he doesn't have the gout. Dude, I would be... I'd be like, how does he get gout? Like, so I'm all, sure I even understand what gout is. I think it's just swelling in your bones. Huh. Did George Washington have gout? I don't know. That's how they died because of the leeches? Um, but so all of these timelines, they're not, you know, obviously four weeks if it's that first through fourth metatarsal. And again, I'm saying this off of a video um, by an actual doctor, so that helps. That seems like the most extreme, the four weeks. I think we might be looking at two weeks. It seems like the Clips have been really cautious about bringing guys back from injury, especially compared to some of the stuff we saw last season. Yeah, where it kind of like no one at this point who's been hurt has felt like they've been rushed back, right? For the Clippers, there were some times last season when it was like, "Why is PG back? Or why is Pat Bev back right now? They don't even look necessarily that healthy." Lou yeah. Will's the only person this year I can think of it because of the hip stuff. Yes, but even that wasn't that extreme. Oh. Um, but this video kind of calmed my nerves a little bit. Yeah, definitely. What was your initial time? Where are you at with the with the Paul George toe sit? Look, um, with the initial sort of reporting that it, that it was in his foot, uh, I think it was Otto Porter Jr. who had a similar injury. Oh, I think I, be- I believe it was last season, uh, and that was a couple of months. So I was kind yes, of, I I was kind of prepared for a full month of no. Uh, of no Paul George, just depending on the severity. For sure. Um, it's also one of those things that uh, if it was in the foot, like a, a structural kind of a situation, it's one of those injuries that if it's not properly rested and taken care of, you're going to get a stress fat fracture. Okay. Like yeah, if yeah, there's yeah. still swelling in, in the bone pressure on it, and you're yeah. exerting force on it. You're playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you're going to get a stress fracture. Yeah. Uh, so, I yeah, I was thinking, you know, about a month doomsday scenario, two months. Uh, which depending on how long the break is for the all-star thing, like, oh God, I, yeah. who knows, who knows? I forgot who knows, we're still knows. doing a stupid um, all-star game. But it would be, I mean, it would be not, maybe not catastrophic, but damn near catastrophic. Tough. Uh, yeah. To miss two months of Paul George. Two weeks, I mean, is a lot, it's a lot more manageable. Four weeks, still a lot, because that is kind of one of the options, but also still a little manageable. It's already been... You know, it'll be a week basically at the end of this week for the most part. What does this do for his MVP bid? Oh, I think that's out the window. Oh, God. I think this can, which sucks. It's not his fault. Um, no, also shout out to uh, Dr. Parekh for making this uh, video and to Yeti Moose for sending it to us. I hope, so one, the thing that 
kind of annoys me the most about this whole scenario mm-hmm. is how the Clippers are as an organization with their medical stuff. Yeah. Which I mean, that's fair. has its positives, you know, but it's also like there's going to be, you know, like the day-to-day distinction, he's questionable, like the Pat Biff soreness thing where like, this is kind of a day-to-day, like a swelling of the toe, like maybe they're saying it's bone edema as opposed to swelling. So there's more of a, you know, leniency from the league on giving him rest. I don't mm-hmm. say rest because he's literally recovering from an injury, but you know, like th- those couple games after where he's healthy, but it's like, we can't put you out there yet type thing like what bev did i mean that's a very optimistic outlook i hope that that's also <laughs> true um but yeah if if it does end up you know being in line with this sort of timeline i you know i think that that is you know that's very i could stomach that it's manageable it's manageable we have the personnel to do it um evidently the clippers fans aren't worried about the roster construction so that's good that's good um anything else in shavings anything else kicking around the clippers sphere uh i don't think Okay, so currently, um, oh, Kyle Lowry sold his house in Toronto. People are freaking out about it. If we trade for Kyle Lowry to rent him for however long this season's going to go. Yeah. We're giving up so many pick players. I don't know. And how, picks, I'd imagine. I don't second know. Second specifically. I don't know how we could do like a five out, one in scenario. You can't. There's There's just no net gain. Like, there's net gain if you only play five people, right? Like, if you take subs off, yeah, it's good, but you're still... I was talking about it with Shane Young on Twitter today. People are talking about including Zubots in these trade packages. Who is our backup center then? We get worse. It's Oturu's time to shine. <laughs> yeah, like, we get so much worse. And it's these things where it's like, yeah, sure, it's a top-heavy move where the top of the, the roster looks great, obviously, Is it enough, though? But then the back half is just objectively not filled out enough to be considered good. Yeah. It's a net scenario. Yeah. Like, do we want to... Because that's kind of where I see if they do a move for someone like Kyle Lowry in that salary range, we're in this thing where every single time we play a team that has an okay offense, we're having to be at our best because there's no reserves to spell surge yeah. or anything like that. No matter like, how good defensively, I mean, you are. You're, I mean, you're not completely shutting down an elite team. It's just not going to no, happen. You're not even shutting down not elite teams. The The Nets are down 94 to 101 to the Pistons right now in the fourth, which the Nets are probably going to go out and win this game, but they're having to play way too hard, no disrespect, against the Detroit Pistons because they don't have a filled-out roster Yeah, and haven't figured out the system. Uh, harumph at these collaborative rumors. Uh, Thursday's episode, recap of the hopeful victory over the Timberwolves for you. Uh, Thirsty Thursday, talking about what we want to see more of, or maybe less of. Then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, we're going to be sending those Batum Battalion t-shirts out this weekend on Saturday. Uh, Again, thank you, everyone, who left reviews. Got to get to the post office. That's going to be a good time. Uh, Will, where can these people tell their friends to listen to us? Uh, You or your friends can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Uh, As Chuck mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. Uh, And, yeah, we couldn't be happier to bring you this Clippers news. Absolutely. Uh, We thank you all so much. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.